kickoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Zones and Kona Brewing. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. And kickoff 2022 with Bigley and Murata. Football is football. I mean, as a receiver, you just you run the routes. You gotta make sure you're in shape. You gotta make sure you're not getting tired. You gotta make sure you know you catching the ball. So I think for me is I mean schedule scheduling is different, but as far as on the field, it's I mean you, it's up to you how hard you gonna go. That is Marquise Hollywood Brown talking to the media yesterday out of Cards training camp camp takeoff, talking about the difference between uh, his experience at Baltimore Ravens training camp and the Arizona Cardinals camp. Uh, Football is football. Uh, mm-hmm. Scheduling different, but it's all the same. Uh, and he'll get a look at his former team. Uh, you know, he'll be on the sidelines. <laughs> he won't be playing in this in this game. But uh, his former team, the Baltimore Ravens, comes to town on Sunday in a nationally televised preseason game. Uh, yeah, this is it's inter- it's interesting because um, this is a guy that professes to love the culture in Baltimore, and yet was looking for an offense that was better suited for a wide receiver, mm-hmm. and, and that state. That sometimes I didn't feel like they really needed me. Um, I, I think that I think there's a general understanding or just sort of an acknowledgement that yeah, if, if you're a young wide receiver and you are looking for numbers and you are looking to get paid, you might get lost in this offense. So I, I'm not sure there's a lot of hate or animosity directed at Hollywood Brown for leaving Lamar Jackson yeah. and the Ravens. He, he talked about that a little bit yesterday, having on, on having to move on. I mean, like people get it wrong, like I. I I loved being at the Ravens. Uh, just the organization and what I what I stand for on the football field is what they stand for. It was just some, you know, for my career uh, that I had that I had to do. But I love you know everything that the Ravens do, what they stand for, and everything like that. Um, it is interesting though, Bick, because if you look at that offense the way it broke down last year, mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown had a thousand yards receiving on ninety-one catches. He was the second leading receiver in terms of yardage and catches. They threw the ball a lot. Mark Andrews got you know a, a lion's share of it, but they had two one thousand yard receivers. So he's coming to an offense last year that didn't produce one. Yeah, but, I, uh, but the dynamics, the I, ingredients that yeah, go into it are different. I, I watched a lot of Ravens football because I love watching Lamar Jackson play, and there's not a lot of there's a lot of stuff over the flats. The tight ends are very prominently featured. Yes. It's just not it's not a good fit. It's not like a it's not an over the top kind of offense. And Lamar is not always again. It, it but it, the thing is, Kyler Murray is kind of the same way. Kyler Murray tends to to to. Tuck and run at some point, too. So, or a lot of short passing. Lot, right. Not necessarily all to the tight ends right. like Baltimore does, but to running backs or to wide receivers who are right. flaring out and, and in that little this, that little horizontal rectangle we talked about. I, I think this is going to be interesting because Hollywood Brown, clearly he, he came to Arizona for a reason, and, and Kyler Murray is a big part of that. But being in an offense where he can um, elevate his own status and his own worth in the game is obviously at the forefront. And because of the De- the DeAndre Hopkins suspension, he's got this amazing opportunity right out of the get gate to to be to show, hey, I am a guy, mm-hmm. I am a number one, 
And that would be that would be a great thing to see. I know Wolf has said that. I know we have said that. But it, it, if he can be an early star for the Cardinals, that would bode very, very well for this offense. And he talked about that six game stretch that everybody's looking toward. I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big part. I mean, I watched a lot of film last year, and you know, he was a big part of the offense. So for everybody around since I've been here, is you know, step up. You know, guys, Rundell, even Dorch, um, guys want to step up. They want to make their mark, and you know my job is you know come in, you know make it easier on everybody, and do the best I can. So when Hop does come back, you know they're gonna have a lot to think about. It's also the first time Hollywood Brown has spoken to the media since he got arrested in yep. early August on his way to training camp, getting pulled over 126 miles an hour on, on the 101 in Northwest Phoenix. He talked a little bit about uh, it. and just learn from it. Uh, you know, I'm not a guy to get in trouble, so you know I just put it in my past and, you know, make sure I'm always doing the right things at, at, at all times. Yeah. Um, he said he was disappointed. He said he knows I have a lot of kids looking, uh, you know, <clears throat> here was him saying that. Uh, I mean, very disappointed. I mean, I got a lot of kids that look up to me, so I want to set the right example at all times. Yeah. Um, uh, the idea that, that, he, uh, that he wasn't running late to practice, I... <sighs> Doesn't part of you want to know why were you going that fast? Look, going that fast in in commuter traffic, never a good thing. But that was your excuse. I was running late. Yeah, we've all that's something we've people could kind, kind of, of go okay. Tweak the speed limits a little bit yeah, when okay. they have to get somewhere. Been there, not never pushed it the, there, but he, I. A couple of weeks ago, he played the story from Rich Ornberger. He was running late to practice. He staged an accident. He got in. He purposely got in an accident to avoid the wrath of Bill Belichick. <laughs> that's that's. Funny. I mean, the, the silver lining that's is pretty funny. Nobody got hurt. No, that's that that's right. And and I think that uh, Cliff Kingsbury made it very very clear that you know Hollywood Brown is has been forgiven but i but i think that's strike one right oh because it because it's just really bad judgment we've all been late we've all sped unfortunately we all can relate to that but like i said the number it, it 126 is that's a big number yeah uh, cliff kingsbury was asked hey are you going to need to see hollywood brown on the field before the season starts or do you have an idea of how you can use him already? Uh, a little of both. I think there's things that, that we want to see if he can do in, in our system that maybe he wasn't asked to do as much there and um, we'll just continue to expand his role as this goes on and he gets more comfortable. Brown did say he's 100% health-wise. He'd been slowed and he was on the uh, non-football injury list with that hamstring issue. So he's fully practicing. Again, don't know about the availability for, for the preseason game. But Cliff Kingsbury also talked. We, we've been kind of breaking down this receiver position. We know Hopkins is gone for the first six weeks. They've got guys that can potentially pick up the slack. But some of those guys that are flashing, a guy that flashed last year, Antoine Wesley, has been hurt. Mm-hmm. Then you have Greg Dortch. You have Andy what Isabella. What Dortch? Um, there's kind of an unclear picture on Antoine Wesley. Um, Cliff Kingsbury said yesterday it looks like maybe a week or two. And then uh, if he's not feeling fully better, surgery is not out of the question. So yeah. that Antoine Wesley piece to that receiving room, I think, is a big swing element it, that, that could affect well, a lot of stuff. It does. It opens it opens a window for Andy Isabella, if you ask me. I mean, because I don't know what the update on Andre Bocelli is either. 
he was having a good camp. I don't know what his his chances of were making the roster anyways, but that's a couple of injuries to the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. And so I, clearly I clearly Greg Dorch has has what a Dorch <laughs> clearly he's he sees that moment, but I think I think Andy Isabella he's got an opportunity as well. He does, and he'll get a lot of run again. He's, he's listed as a starter on that projected participation depth chart for Sunday. Uh, have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You'll never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata podcast. It's brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. Coming up next, another new fat contract. For LeBron James in Los Angeles, the good and the bad of it. Next, it's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Well, first of all, he deserves it. He's LeBron James. He's still one of the best players in the world at age 37 after 19 years in the league, approaching his 20th season. $97 million, you know, averaging less than $50 million a year with the box office attraction that he is and the fact that he still puts forth a Herculean effort on a night-in, night-out basis. He deserves every penny. What I was initially worried about when I saw it was that, wait a minute, two years strips you of the flexibility if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. That is Stephen A. Smith, the ESPN sharing some of his thoughts on the two-year, $97.1 million contract extension signed by LeBron James yesterday that keeps him in L.A. For that time, there's an option year for the 2024-25 season. Uh, And there are some people like Stephen A. Smith that says, hey, he deserves it. He's LeBron James. He's the biggest name in the sport. He was. I mean, I don't know if he is anymore. I think he's still the biggest name because he has the biggest impact. All right, I'll buy that. But there's another thought to it, and you kind of heard Stephen A. toward the tail end of that soundbite bring up the concern, and that is, how does this give the Lakers any flexibility to kind of change, rearrange the deck chairs, if you will, because that was a mess last year. I, I don't know. I don't understand how the Lakers just made the same mistake again. The last couple of years of Kobe Bryant. And it were the same thing. It was Kobe uh, was was wanting and desirous of a very large number. I forget what it was at the time. It was probably close to fifty million bucks for those two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, it was like, wow, that's really going to hamper the Lakers from putting together any real quality kind of team. And the Lakers said, that's too bad. This is Kobe. This is our treasure. This is our guy. Well, we're it, giving him what he wants on his way out of Lakerdom. You know why they're repeating that? Because the name that is signed on the corner of the check is still the same. It's yeah. Jeannie Buss, well, and that that's is how true. she does business. That is true. That is Yes, that's very true. And so so LeBron, I mean, again, you can't have it both ways. Bill Plaschke, a good friend of mine who's a columnist for the L.A. Times, he just destroyed the Lakers for making this move, saying this is just you, – you, you've just guaranteed more mediocrity for the yeah. next couple of years. Here's the way he started out his column. Mm-hmm. Two more guaranteed years of LeBron James, two more years of history, two more years of glamour, two more years of buzz. Two more years of injury reports, two more years of bad drama, two more years of embarrassing mediocrity. Yeah, how about that? And so there's a, there's a lot to be said for that. The Lake, His time with the Lakers has not been successful at all. I'm sorry. That bubble championship, I've, I've talked to people who are Laker fans. Even Laker fans kind of asterisk that championship. Because they have the luxury to do so. That's exactly <laughs> but, right. Because they've got hundreds of others to bathe in. Exactly. Is it his fault, though? Because, like... The, the problem is not 
putting him on the Lakers and giving him all this money. The problem is pairing him up with another superstar who is also injury prone. Because it's the fact mm-hmm. that him and Anthony Davis can't well, be on the court together that the, the Lakers aren't successful. It, so it, I, I think what you're getting at is the truth of it all, and that is uh, LeBron James is still a very good basketball player. He's got a ton of miles on him. It, it, it is really incumbent on Anthony Davis now to get himself into a shape physically that lessens potentially injury concerns. He's the guy that's supposed to still be in his prime. Everything has to go through Anthony Davis. The offense has to go through Anthony Davis. He's got to be on the court to play defense. It's all on him. And if if he can finally put that season together for the Lakers, they're going to be a a contender. They're going to be a force. Well, because when LeBron's healthy... He shows he still brings it. I mean, his He's very numbers. Smart. His numbers. Mm-hmm. We twenty years from now, we'll look at the, the numbers from last year's season and go, "Oh my goodness, he did that as a thirty-seven-year-old." Yeah, he averaged thirty points, eight rebounds, and six assists for a team that won thirty-three games. Line. You guys could argue the whole. Jordan is better than LeBron thing. I know you there both is no argument. Pat- okay, that's fine. But no athlete ever, and especially no NBA player ever, has been this good this late in their career and has been this good for this long in their career. I have no argument there. And to further Jarrett's initial point on that Jordan versus LeBron argument, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I believe it will happen. I'm not saying it's even likely. But the talent is there. And if Anthony Davis stays healthy and the Los Angeles Lakers find a way during this contract extension of LeBron James to win another championship when he's 38 or 39 years old, Mm -hmm. I think the argument becomes a lot more blurry and maybe sided with LeBron at that point. Wow. Again, I don't think it'll happen, but if he can be the centerpiece of of another championship team... I'd have to see what it looks like. I mean, so well, as as Suns fans, though, do you f- fear the Lakers at all next year? Is it just too much? Like with the if they say healthy, they've inflicted if- so much pain to the Suns over the years that just that uniform, even when they're bad, seeing that uniform will will give you the shivers. So, and then again, if, if Anthony Davis stays healthy and LeBron can stay healthy, and who knows what they do with Russell Westbrook? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a little bit of fear. I'm not speaking for the whole fan base. I'm speaking for me. They always kind of scare you. LeBron's still an excellent basketball player. Yeah, I, I don't know if fear is where I'm at. I, I think that, like I said, it, it's the Anthony Davis thing is is the linchpin to it all for them, and he is he has had such a bad history at being reliable that I don't know I, I I'm not I'm kind of skeptical of them I'm, yeah. I'm much more I'm much more worried about the Clippers to be honest with you if you're Although, talking about an LA team did you hear Ty Lue's comments he doesn't have any clarity on the availability of, of Kawhi Leonard at this point I don't oh, know how he is, is. that surprise I don't know if he's being coy <laughs> uh-huh. or if he genuinely doesn't know if, <laughs> but if he's uh-huh. if he going into the season a year and a half after an ACL there's guys that come back from ACLs in eight months now he's, he, he's not a good communicator Vinny I feel like no one has any he should clarity. work here <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> I feel like no one has any clarity with Kawhi Leonard at any ever, time, ever. Ever. Even if he's, you're talking to him directly. Yeah, right. Uh, back to the LeBron uh, thing. Uh, uh. Uh, Jay Williams from ESPN kind of had an interesting thought on the future of LeBron. He's going to opt out. What LeBron James is setting up for is creating a lottery for drafting his son. And whoever drafts his son, LeBron James will opt out to play with his son. Mark that down. 
I'm telling you, it's going to create a whirlwind of attention around Bronny James when he becomes eligible for the draft and LeBron wants to play with his son to cement his legacy when it's all done. And let me get this right. Bronny's a senior this year, correct? Yes. So a year next year of playing wherever. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, experts think he's going the college route for a year and then into the draft. Right. That so would the, what what Jay Williams is talking about there would be an absolute. You want you thought last no. year was a circus for the Lakers? That would oh, be the ultimate circus. Well, think about the implications then. So if LeBron comes out and has a killer year, and and now now his demands are to play with Bronny, he, he, the Lakers have to draft him. You have to find a way to draft him. And think about that kind of pressure he's putting on the organization. And think about if you're another team. Well, that's do you, do you right. jump in and try to draft Bronny, so then you have leverage on the Lakers. To trade you something to get Bronny. Yeah, he, I, Jay Williams is right about that. That is going to be a nuts, nutso storyline. And folded into it is Adam Silver. You ever see that guy, Jerry? Oh my God, Adam's, it's Adam Silver's desire to get the NBA age minimum up a year. What if that gets passed? So we're going to have like 41-year-old LeBron hanging <laughs> on to play hanging with Bronny? Just hanging on to play with Bronny. <laughs> Still <laughs> or, averaging 28 or Bronny, a game. Or LeBron, this would, be more, this would be more realistic. LeBron making it clear to Adam Silver, don't change that rule until my son gets to the NBA. That's more like him. That's more on brand. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably right. But still, just to see those numbers, two years, $97 million. That's a lot of money for it's him. Not, I mean, it's, it's, the average salary, it, it doesn't. It doesn't compute to one of the top average salaries. I mean, Devin Booker is going to be making fifty plus. Damian Lillard is going to eclipse sixty million plus during the, the during the course of his contract. So it's not up there, but for two years, almost hundred million. Is LeBron is- still the biggest draw, the biggest star in the NBA? Just looking at like gets eyeballs, gets yes. attention, worth the most money in that way. I believe so. Yes, I think it's either him or Steph Curry, or maybe Luca. But probably Steph bite, Curry. Bite your him. tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we'll hit the big stories of the day through the Rush Hour Reboot. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Every morning at 7.30, we hit the big stories of the day. Normally, Sarah takes us through it, but uh, today, pinch hitting for Sarah Cazell. Number 12, Zach Larson. Larson, number 12. Take it away, Zach. Thank you. All right. Cardinals wide receiver Hollywood Brown spoke to the media yesterday and was asked if the chemistry with Kyler Murray is regular season ready. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, me and him be apart for months. We get together in the summer, go against some DBs, and we clicking like like never before. I mean, I know him. He knows me. He knows what I like. I know what he likes. So it's just something that, you know, we kind of just got. He's confident, and I'm sure that's exactly what Cardinals fans want to hear, especially with DeAndre Hopkins suspended for the first six games. I'll first ask, do you guys think Kyler Murray and Hollywood, their connection is good enough to make them a top five wide receiver quarterback duo throughout the first six games of the season while Hopkins is suspended? Top five? Yeah, that's a, I think that's a little ambitious for Hollywood Brown. It's, it's a good question because if he could perform at that level, then I, I think it's exactly what the Cardinals are going to need, and I do believe that there is something special about their connectivity together. The top five, 
And a lot of great receiver wide receiver quarterback combos we, in in the NFL. We also know though with Kyler though when he finds a quarterback he trusts and likes he doesn't exactly spread it around. So he might really target Hollywood a lot. I, mean, I don't know if what you said is. Like, I, I don't know if what you said is true. Just, I, 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 I think just the stats. Say, I think the stats to, say that, but I don't know if that's really a function of of that. I think that was true in year one when Hopkins played with Kyler. Yeah, not necessarily. Even last year, I mean, before uh, DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, his targets and, and yardage and production were were down outside of the touchdowns. So, but but that being said, I do think that Kyler Murray will favor Hollywood Brown. So I do think that there's some truth in that. It'll be interesting because, yeah, that's this is an offense, keep in mind, that struggled mightily to move the football without DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. I mean, by week five, we'll be talking about the chemistry between Kyler Murray and A.J. Green. And I got an actual I eye roll from yeah. Dan Bickley. New running joke here. I, yeah. I, 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 it's not a, I believe he's going to have a good year. Okay. Just, I, I don't know what suddenly popped into your head about that. And the only cruel shame is that we're not doing the host fantasy football league so that Vince could go all in on AJ yeah, right. Green and That's really, right. really prove it. We're not doing the host league? Are we? I don't know. When's that draft? I don't know. No, I, don't think, I don't think we are. All right, let's Kawhi go. Leonard is running it. <laughs> let's switch over to basketball. The 2022-23 NBA schedule was released yesterday, and the Phoenix Suns had a little fun with releasing their schedule, creating Inside the NBA Junior with babies playing the roles of EJ, Shaq, Kenny, and Chuck. Here's a little bit from that video. It's the best schedule in the league, guaranteed. It sure is looking that way. With a home opener like that, I'll wager that's the most watched home opener this year. And they've got those Cali matchups in the pacifier division. The babyface assassin, the claw, <laughs> that guy from Space Jam, they're no match for D-Book, CP3, and DA. So nice little fun there from the Phoenix Suns. In regards to the actual schedule, which <laughs> game have you guys already marked on your calendar as a must-watch game? Oh, to, to me, it's opening night. I just, I, I, that can't get here soon enough for me. Just witnessing everything that went into that Maverick series and the back and forth Fourth and the, the 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 that scene in Game Five when the Suns were trolling them, and then the Mavericks to come back and just annihilate the Suns in the next two games. That opening night thing is going to be rich. You're right, and another layer of that to me is when the Suns crowd filed out early. By the way, in Game Seven, they weren't just stunned at what they were watching; they were pissed. They were mad, and yeah, I think a lot of the mad. fan base is still mad. So there's always an electricity and energy on opening night. Even when the Suns were bad, that was true. The Suns are going to be good and I think there's going to be an edge to the crowd that night because they will want their... They're going to be out for blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Now the things you two guys will have going, because Vinny's going to be there and I I assume Dan will try to be there too for that game. Mm -hmm. You will not have to relive the highlights of the Game 7 that they're going to show over and over again at least at the beginning of that game for the home audience on TV. 27 points in the first half. That's true. We'll we'll avoid that treatment on television. That's a good point. (laughs) All right. Staying in the NBA, we touched on it last segment, but it was reported yesterday that LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers agreed to a two-year, $97 million contract extension. So LeBron is a Laker for the next two years, right? Well, here's Jay Williams. He's going to opt out. What LeBron James is setting up for is creating a lottery 
for drafting his son. And whoever drafts his son, LeBron James will opt out to play with his son. Mark that down. I'm telling you, it's going to create a whirlwind of attention around Bronny James when he becomes eligible for the draft and LeBron wants to play with his son to submit his legacy when it's all done. So uh, so do you guys agree with Jay Williams? Do you think this is all just a tactic to try to get with his son or do you think he's committed to the Lakers? Will he finish his career with the Lakers? Yes. Nah. Well, I think a lot of it is going to depend on how good Bronny James is. Is he going to be worthy of a top 10 pick and would would a team do that just to get LeBron as well I, I do think it's going to be it is going to be a, a, a story that is going to crackle I do believe that yeah, I mean, he's talked about it for a couple of years already mm-hmm. that he'd like to, to hang on to play with his son. So, yeah, I think there is something to it. I could also see maybe the combination of two stories because I'm not alone in this. I think LeBron James is going to suit up for the Cleveland Cavaliers again, and maybe it happens there. But, uh, but again, Bronny is like a top 50 recruit at the last I checked, and that was a while ago. If nothing, if he doesn't develop anymore, where where would teams take him? How far would they reach to grab a kid with a first round draft pick if he's not? Because it depends on your situation. I guess if if, if you're like Sacra Tomato or uh, Orlando or somebody who Sacra Tomato who might just like just do it just for publicity just to get LeBron. Who knows? Yeah, but is there limits to where LeBron would go? I mean, would LeBron go to Sacramento? Look, look, son, I love you, but I ain't going to Sacramento. We're talking about Sacramento. I'll I'll see you a couple times a year when you get to L.A. and you play this. All right, let's wrap up with more basketball. Over in the WNBA, the eighth-seeded Phoenix Mercury dropped the first game against the top-seeded Las Vegas Aces, 79-63. In the process, Shea Petty was lifted off the court, suffering a non-contact left or right leg injury. Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins-Smith, and Kia Nurse were also inactive for the playoff game, and obviously a big cloud over the entire season has been Brittany Griner being detained over in Russia. Is there a team in the Valley that you guys can remember that have that has gone through so much more than what the Mercury have had to go through this season? Ooh. Off the top of my head, I mean, this has been <laughs> the extremes of everything. I mean, having one of your best players imprisoned in a foreign country, that's a new one. Tina Charles thing. The Tina Charles thing. Injuries. The, uh, the, the incidents with Skylar Diggins, Smith. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I it, don't know. It, I don't know what there. would top it. I, I know the Coyotes have had some interesting drama over the years. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know if anything tops that though. You might that might that might be the winner. By the way, um, but they, after all that, they still made the playoffs. They did. They, uh, the, the playoff format in the WNBA, they changed it this year, and the head coach of the Chicago Sky called it out, and he's, he's absolutely right. They're playing best of three in the first round, and if it goes three, the higher seed has to play on the road. If the series goes two, the lower seed doesn't even get a home playoff game. What were they thinking? It's tough to book those coach flights uh, oh. back and forth across the... Uh, yeah, with five connecting yeah. flights. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is, though, because you you can't give the first game to the the lesser team. Why not? And then have the last two at home. Nothing lead to they have start. A nothing yeah. lead. You can't give them that advantage. But at least you still get you still get two okay. games yeah, I, I and know, a deciding game at home. I know what you're saying. 
Seems like they didn't think that one through very well. Okay. And by the way, Chicago lost its first game at home, so they will. There's a chance they're going to have to play that game three in New York. Thank you, Zach. That's the uh, Rush Hour Reboot. Every morning at 7.30, we go through the big stories of the day. We are in day four of give for Phoenix Children's, presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Akchin Indian community. And we'll continue it next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The give for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Akchin Indian community. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, and the Arizona Sports app. Give us on on the Bigley and Marauder Show. The bottom line of all of this is kids can't wait every day. Children facing life-threatening illnesses and injuries come to Phoenix. Children seeking hope and healing. Whether they're battling cancer, heart defects, or traumatic brain injuries, these children urgently need life-saving care. And thanks to Phoenix Children's, they can get the specialized treatment they need right here in the Valley in our own backyard. It is day four of give for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and Akchin Indian community. If you're just joining us uh, over the first three-plus days of give 2022, Bic, we've eclipsed $1 million in donations from mm-hmm. all of our great listeners, all of our generous listeners, our partners, businesses around the Valley, but we're not where we want to be. So we're asking you to give if you can and give whatever you can. Call the Desert Financial Phone Bank. Become a champion of hope. That's a $20 per month donation. When you do that, uh, a teddy bear will be delivered to a patient in your name. Uh, the phone number to do that, 602-933-4567. Again, 602-933-4567. If you're more of a text person, we got you covered there too. You can also text the word GIVE to 620-620 and become a champion of hope. Yeah, and, and don't discount what that teddy bear actually will do for a child who is in Phoenix Children's at the moment. Vinny and I have been on many teddy bear drives and it's it's really amazing. And yet your name will be there. They will tell the young person uh, in the room that this is where this bear is from and, and we've seen the effects that that, that, that has had. I, I would say this, as, as we try to reach our goal, once again, when you look at Phoenix Children's and what it means I love to say this. If you've never had to rely on Phoenix Children's, consider yourself fortunate. Mm-hmm. If you have, you understand what a luxury it is for this community to have a facility like this. I'll never forget my little dude uh, back when he was really a little dude. Uh, he was out with a group outing of kids. My wife was there at the time. It was right around Halloween. They were at a pumpkin farm, and they were sitting at a uh, at a table. And you know how kids, when they're really young, sometimes they fall asleep mid-lunch like Jared does during the show sometimes when he's scarfing down a tuna sandwich and he just starts nodding off. You know, kids would do that. They'll they'll fall asleep with a mouthful of, you know, peanut butter and jelly. So that happened to my little dude and he just kind of slid off the bench he was sitting on, cracked his head open on a sewer plate that was exposed. Oh, I remember when that, that was at the early stages of our show. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. And it was literally like three or four minutes from showtime for yes. us. And it was like, oh, but, but knowing your child is getting first-class, world-class care makes all the difference in the world. So my appeal is if you've never had to lean on Phoenix children, show your gratitude now. Yes. You mentioned earlier the amount of kids who are in the emergency room right now. It was, earlier this morning, the number was 47. Let's get 47 people right now to yeah. donate. 
That's not asking too much, is it? Just do it. Desert Financial Phone Bank, our volunteers are standing by. Become a champion of hope. 602-933-4567. a month, and you become a champion of hope and help out the kids and families at Phoenix Children's. 602-933-4567. Let's say we uh, increase that tote board a little bit, Vic. Uh, Sarah caught up uh, for a check presentation from the folks at Walgreens. Okay, I'm here now with Walgreens. We have Kathy Toon, a district manager, and Jason Jones, a store manager with Walgreens here in the Valley. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you you for having us. So first of all, and I know that you, Kathy, actually have a personal tie to PCH yourself. I do. I My daughter at five months old had open heart surgery. So she had a uh, valve with a blockage and a rather large hole in her heart. It was maybe the, the scariest time of my life. You know, you get that news and feel like you got hit in the stomach with a baseball bat. How's your daughter doing now? She's doing amazing. You would never know the difference. She doesn't have to have her yearly checkups anymore. So um, has has done amazing since the surgery. And Jason, I know that you have uh, a particular affinity for children's hospitals as well because of a person in your family. I have nephews that were born at PCH, lots of friends, uh, kids that have uh, kids that were born there. So, you know, anything to do for children's hospitals, I'm all about it. We are too. We so appreciate that. All right, let's get to the big check that you all have brought with you today, Walgreens. What is the number on that check? So 65000 this year. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Kathy, Jason, we appreciate your efforts so much. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thank Kathy, you for having us. yeah, thank you, sir. Kathy, smokes. thanks for sharing your story of yeah. your daughter. And my goodness, the folks at Walgreens coming up big $65,000 to move the uh, tote board. Uh, hopefully, that inspires you yeah. to give as well. Give what you can, become a champion of hope. 602 933 4567 is that phone number. Time for another story of hope presented by Madame Holmes. Getting a driver's license is a big milestone for any teenager. For a parent, it's a milestone that comes with some concerns, but getting a call that your son has been involved in a serious accident is one of your worst nightmares. This is Colton's story. I'm Tara. I'm Colton's mom. And I'm Colton, and this is my story. I was heading home from the lake and my back tire blew. His car rolled about 10 times, and on the third roll, he was ejected through the front windshield head first. I blacked out on the first roll, and then I woke up on the ground. Couldn't move my legs, and I was pretty beat up. I knew I was paralyzed. So damn easy to say the life's so hard. Everybody's got their share of battle scars. As for me, I'd like to thank my lucky stars that I'm alive and well. They were pretty close, so I was able to get there before the helicopter. A horrible feeling. As you don't know, um, is he going to make it? He grabbed my hand and told me he was sorry because he didn't have a seatbelt on. (laughs) And I gave him a kiss and he told me how much he loved me and I told him how much I loved him and I just held him for a minute and that was pretty much all we had time to say. And today you know that's good enough for me. Life and I'm alive 
I was flown to PCH. His leg had been degloved. He had a broken back and then an aortic tear, and it just kind of kept piling on, and the nightmare just got bigger and bigger, and the blessing was was that he was alive. I mean, he just, every doctor that came in said that scientifically he, he never should have survived that car accident. Stars are dancing on the water here tonight. Good for the soul when there's not a soul in sight. This boat has caught its wind and brought me back to life. Now I'm alive and well. I made a goal when, and that was that I wanted to walk across the stage for graduation to receive my diploma. I'll be walking across the stage in two weeks. It's um, amazing how far he's come. Hopefully I don't fall. Today's the first day of the rest of my life. Now I'm alive and well. Yeah, I'm alive and well. Phoenix Children's Hospital is amazing. If he would have gone anywhere else, there's no way he would have survived. That's where he needed to be to live. He's going to walk again. He's going to do some amazing things in this life, that's for sure. That is Colton's story. Uplifting story. Um, and not the easiest story, but you heard it there. That's where he needed to be, Phoenix Children's, to get that care to help Colton walk again. Uh, the, uh, the music you're hearing right now means we are in a match. And uh, the match this hour is uh, courtesy of Jay Pierce and Friends Collection. So thank you to them for their generosity. But this is where you can make double the impact by becoming a champion of hope. $20 per month, thanks to the match by Jay Pierce and Friends Collection. That becomes $40 a month. 602-933-4567. We've got a whole team of volunteers back in the Desert Financial Phone Bank. We want them to go to work. 602-933-4567. Help out the kids and families at Phoenix Children's as we march towards uh, closer and closer towards our goal this year for 2022, Vic. And you know that sound, Vinny. I do. That is the train Teddy Bear Express making its rounds, getting a teddy bear into the hands of a patient at Phoenix Children's. In your name, when you become a champion of hope, please give what you can. Desert Financial Phone Bank, 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. As we continue, Giveathon Week for Phoenix Children's, presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Akchin Indian community. <laughs> 